us as we worship God in Christ Jesus at Lord of Hosts International Church as Henry Young, the General Overseer of Lord of Hosts International Churches, ministers to you in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is Lord forever. Um, let me start by, I don't know how many of you that I have your numbers. I tried to send you WhatsApp messages yesterday. As against what people are rumoring, the state government did not ban church gatherings. It's a lie from the pit of hell. I think the enemies of the church are trying to capitalize on the situation and government instructions of restriction to tell lies so that those who are weak and have no passion for God will find excuse not to be in church. There's no such a thing as banning of church gathering in River State, at least not yet. And we believe it won't get to that. Amen? It's still the same thing, restrictions, no outdoor crusades, no night vigils. So the only program we are removing for now is the, the, the night vigil we wanted to have during Easter. If this stays like this till Easter, but I hope it doesn't. Then we turn it to an evening meeting, but it's still going to be an evening of healings and miracles. Amen. Amen. The, what they advocated is the spacing of the chairs you've seen, and that's what we are doing. Praise God. People are carrying so many rumors, and you, you will do well to choose not to be led by rumors. Even when you see news on the net, if you have authentic ways of confirming, confirm first. Because too many junk news go on the net. The, uh, Prince Richard said to me this morning, social media is very powerful. I said, try the word notorious. Because for me, something powerful is something that is of good influence. Amen. Somebody woke up yesterday and started telling them that they, they, after trying to shut down churches completely in Lagos, they've rumored that churches are shut down completely. We found out the government did not say shut down completely. The government said 50 from 50, they came down to 25 in Lagos, not in Port Harcourt, not in River State. And then some people now came with the rumor that the Lagos State government imposed curfew on Sunday. Only for us to discover later in the night that, they, not just to discover, the Lagos State Government had to come and address the people that he did not impose curfew. So, you have to stop. It's not when you ride in Keke and Keke man says something to you, that becomes news. We should be more civilized than that. Amen? Whatever is real news from River State Government, they will tell you in RSTV. So please, let's be mindful of that. Amen. All right, welcome to the first service. And please, hallelujah. And please, even outside church, in everywhere you go in your homes, try to observe the things that we are told that it could keep people safe. Amen. Wash your hands regularly. If you have sanitizers, use them. If you don't have wash your hands regularly and try to minimize as much as you as you can hand contact with nose mouth and eyes do you understand but it will not come near you in jesus name i want to still preach a message this morning that i am 
I see it as partly still releasing spiritual transmission against this satanic virus. And then also seeing how to build our spiritual lives further. Amen. Maybe I should just say one more thing before I preach. If for any reason, no, let me leave it. Praise God. Let me rephrase it. There should be no joy in a believer that church service is not holding. A believer that reasons like that is either not born again, backslidden, or possessed. No, I, let me explain why I say possessed. Because people that are demonized also come on assignments to church. And the fire in the presence of God torments them. So when that gathering is not going to happen, it gives them joy. That's what I mean by possessed. <laughs> then the rest is extreme carnality. So if rapture happens, think about it. Oh, somebody said if you go to church, they will come and flog you guys. So who is flogging you now? Even if they were to... The issue why we are flowing with this instruction is because we don't perceive it yet as faith persecution. We perceive it as government efforts. Because government is secular, they are not spiritual. It's their effort to try to make sure the virus does not spread. And it's okay. And we comply with that. But if we dare perceive it as faith persecution, man, every true believer will disobey. In the Bible, they told them not to gather and preach the name of Jesus again. Flogged Peter for it. He was rejoicing. Arrested him, put him in jail. As soon as he came out, he was doing exactly the same thing they said don't do again. That's the faith. Praise God. So, but this one hasn't come to that because this is not about persecuting our faith. But he, this whole situation exposes the porosity and weakness of Christianity. May God help us to be strong. I want to speak on shake off the beast into the fire. Because this is a healing service. You're going to be anointed this morning for healing. Every now, when Satan is killing, God is healing. You must understand something about God. Every time you see Satan doing something, you know that God is interested in the opposite. Do you understand? So I figured out that if the devil decides to throw a disease into the atmosphere to kill people, then God must be up to heal people. Then number two, we're going to anoint for divine preservation. If you were not in church on Thursday, get my message on Thursday, living in Goshen. Whatever may happen out there, it doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern your family. Because you live in Goshen. Darkness in Egypt, light in Goshen. Lies in Egypt, no lies in Goshen. Flies in Egypt, no flies in Goshen. Locusts in Egypt, no locusts in Goshen. Frog in Egypt, no frog in Goshen. God has always been like that. He puts a demarcation between his people and those that refuse to be his people. 
brother was telling me yesterday that somebody said, what if you go to church and get infected? I said, tell them Christ does not infect people. Christ heals people. Praise God. Like I said before, one of the news out is that they said if you see somebody sick coming to church, send him back. It wasn't the government that said that. It was PFN that said that, and I'm not going to obey that. If I see somebody sick coming to church, I will take them to my office. And I will pray for them. And they will be healed. I can't imagine Jesus or Peter or Paul or Elijah seeing a sick person and driving them back. So I said my message for those who said that is if you're, if you're not called, quit. Or if you're tired of preaching because if God doesn't help you, ministry can get you tired. <laughs> quit. Don't say things that will get God angry. Amen. Say to yourself, I will shake off the beast into the fire. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28. Acts 28, we'll read from verse 1 to 6. You are going to follow me this morning, and you're going to be responding so that I can know that you're following. You know how I preach. When I don't hear response, I will think you don't understand. So you're going to help me know you understand by your response so that I can be fast. I don't have as much time as I used to have. Acts 28 from verse 1. Let's read it together down to verse 6. Can we? One, two, go everybody. And when they were escaped. Now first decree this morning is that you have escaped. And you will continue to escape every evil. Whether it is coronavirus or any other virus or sickness, you have escaped. You have escaped sicknesses. You have escaped diseases. You have escaped poverty. You have escaped lack. You have escaped demonic captivity. Everything that is not of God, you have escaped. And you will continue to escape. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they knew that the island was called Melita. Verse 2. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. Now hold on. You know who people refer to as barbarians? That's the people that the Bible calls barbarous people. If barbarians can show you kindness, then kindness has become your second name. Can I decree that everything you meet and everyone you meet henceforth will show you kindness. In the mighty name of Jesus. For they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, laid them on the fire, there came a viper, or is it virus? Anyone, they are all V's. Out of the heat and fasting on his hand. You know, this viper has some similarities with coronavirus. The viper was resting in the cold wood because of the rain. 
And then when Paul took that wood without knowing the viper was there and put that wood on fire, the heat of the fire was not good for the virus or viper. Just like we have been told scientifically that heat is not good for coronavirus. So I guess the virus has a demonic dimension. The viper had a demonic dimension. Like, why did you put me in fire? And decided to sting, fasten, to bite the hand of Paul. Everything that is of the devil, that is biting your body, biting your spirit, biting your soul, biting your health, biting any part of your life, everything that is of the devil biting your finances we shake them off into the fire this morning in the name of Jesus verse 4 let's read on and when the barbarians saw the venomous beast you know what is venomous venom poisonous hang on his hand they said among themselves no doubt this man is a murderer you know what they were saying? How can he escape shipwreck? And when we are happy for him that he has escaped, suddenly a viper attacks him. There must be something he did wrong. You know, sometimes things can be thrown at you in life that if you don't know yourself, even you will think there's something you did wrong. <laughs> but you see, sometimes those are not proofs that there are things you did wrong. Sometimes it's just, have you ever asked yourself, why Paul? There's only one simple answer. He carries a message for God that nobody else carries. Sometimes the intensity of satanic attack simply shows you the magnitude of divine purpose. That's why you learn to stand and fight on until you win. You don't surrender. You don't give up. You don't quit. You fight to finish. That's what you do. That's what you do. Are we together? There's no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to leave. Everybody read verse 5. If you have some anointing upon your life. One, let's, let's do it together. One, two, everybody. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. I announce to you that you are shaking off every beast in and around your life. And you are shaking them off into the fire and you're not going to feel any harm. If you believe it, let your amen be louder. Verse 6. How be it? They looked when he should have swollen and fallen down dead suddenly. That was their expectation. But after they had looked a great while <laughs> and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. <laughs> 
Is it not written in the scripture? I said ye are gods. Can I announce to you that this is the very season that things will happen in your life. I speak prophetically as a servant of Jesus. Things will happen in your life. Things will happen in your family. Things will happen in your finances. Things will happen in your health. That will make people say he's a God. That will make them say he's truly a child of God. She's truly a daughter of Zion. So I decree in the name of Jesus. Let us speak these things one by one. Number one, they had escaped a boat mishap. And I said that is a prophetic word. A man of God said everything that God has done in the Bible is a prophecy of what he's about to do in someone's life. That's a prophetic word that you have escaped. You will continue to escape. As long as that thing is not God, you will escape it. Tell your neighbor you will escape it. I don't know what you're going through. Prophesy to yourself. Say, no matter what I'm going through, I have escaped. Say it three times. Say, I have escaped. I have escaped. And I have escaped. The same God that helped the world to escape Ebola will help the world to escape Corona. Ebola, Corona. Can't you see that their names are alike? <laughs> We will escape. The same way Ebola went, Corona will go. So let no man be afraid. Number two, the Bible says, the barbarous people showed them kindness and kindled a fire for them to warm themselves in the seas in the, because of the rain and the cold. Now, God has a way of doing you good in the midst of trials. So in this time, don't expect the worst. Expect the best. Expect the best. Expect the best. Let me say it for the last time. Expect the best. Shops may be closed down, but God is going to provide for you. Businesses may go slow, but God will increase your income. Pastor, how can God increase income when businesses are slow? That is why he is not a man. If he was a man, let us be afraid. He hasn't changed. He's the same God that can throw down bread from heaven. He's the same God that can rain quails in the wilderness. God always uses difficult times to distinguish himself as the God that is not subject to human situations. So build your expectation around God. And around the capability of God and not around what you are seeing and hearing. That is why I believe that these are seasons of healings. I don't believe it's a season of infections. I believe it's a, I believe that we're going to record so much healing miracles between now and the time this rubbish is over. That's what I believe. I believe that finances will explode like never before. Kindness from everywhere. People that don't know you will do you good. People that have forgotten you will remember you. In the mighty name of Jesus. When I read this scripture, I felt like this coronavirus and this viper have similarities. It doesn't like heat. It likes to kill big people. 
or attack big people. Paul was a big shot. Hmm. The lights, the viper lights cold. Corona lights cold. That's why I agree with the president of Zambia. The president of Zambia said Corona is demonic. And the worst decision to take is to shut down churches. Because only churches can handle demons. What a wise man. I am watching to see what God will do for Zambia. Because, huh? Tanzania, sorry, sorry, Tanzania. I'm watching to see what God will do for Tanzania. Because one thing I know about God, in times like this, he's watching to see those who will stand for him. Like I say, I will always obey regulations that doesn't break scripture. But when it breaks scripture, see me disobey. I don't care. It's a time of promotion. God is trying everybody. God is watching every heart. Some people will say, even if they didn't close down church, I beg, I want to protect my health. Okay, you've told God he's incapable of healing. And he's incapable of protection. If you think that the, the best way of protection is to run away from his presence, that's a message. Praise the Lord. So they kindle the fire. The barbarous people kindle the fire. In times like this, you need to raise the fire level spiritually. They, did it, they, they kindle the fire and see what Paul did. Paul gathered wood to put in the fire. You know why? He wanted, number one, to sustain the fire and number two, to fuel the fire. If you have no fire in your spirit, this is a time to be on fire. This is not the time to go cold. And if you already have some fire, fuel it. Sustain it. Say amen to that. Number, number three. Is it number three or number four? Number three, the viper therefore came up. We must acknowledge that. Some people say there is no virus anywhere. Don't mind them. Well, you don't lose anything protecting yourself. It will be unwise to say there is no virus and be careless. You don't need to discover there's a virus by it affecting you. Let the only way you know about it is the hearing of the ear. Because that's the word of the living God. A thousand shall fall by your side, ten thousand by your right hand. It shall not come near you only with your ears. You will hear. The viper came up. But the viper came up does not mean God has abandoned anybody. Say amen to that. Amen. Look at, these things are so similar. How did people respond to the coming up of the viper? Look at verse 4. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt, this man is a murderer. Rumor number one. Whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not. What was their response? Number one, rumors. Paul suddenly is a murderer. Number two, fears. Fears. What was their fear? Paul is going to die. Number three, negative expectations. And these are the kind of things that people project at this time they want people to be afraid 
they peddle rumors and they want negative experience. Ah, if they don't close market, hunger will kill somebody now. Hunger will not kill you. I don't know if I talked to anybody. Hunger will not kill. Okay, maybe it's not everybody I'm talking to this morning. I'm talking to those that have faith. Let those that have faith that knows that God will provide for them say, hunger will not kill me. I don't care how I'm going to eat, but I'm going to eat. My family is going to eat. So avoid rumors. Avoid rumors. Somebody tell you, they say, ask them, who are the they that say? It's in the news. Which news? One of the most authentic ways to know a news from the state government in River State is listen to ROS TV news. That's the state-owned TV house. Then number two, avoid fear. Tell your neighbor, avoid fear. Now, they saw the thing on Paul's body, not on their own body, and they were already afraid. The Paul that the thing was on his body was not even afraid. Some people that are very afraid of this corona are not those who have gotten it already. The one they heard that somebody has, they are already afraid. And fear is the devil's policeman. So avoid fear. Fear of the corona, avoid it. Fear of the consequences of government policies, avoid it. God knows how to take care. Anybody heard what I just said? Then avoid negative expectations. Because expectations are the mother of manifestations. Expectations bet manifestations. Many times what you expect comes to you. So avoid negative expectations. Number five, shake off the beast into the fire. We are coming back to that because that's the main message. Number six, feel no harm. You will feel no harm. Number seven is a prophetic word. Every negative expectation anyone has concerning you will perish. In verse six, they were looking at Paul to see when he will swell up, when he will fall down suddenly, and when he will die. That was their expectation. Because when this viper snake bites people, that's how it happens. They swell up, suddenly, they fall down, and they die. But hear the word of the Lord, their expectation concerning Paul perished. God did not grant it. Every negative expectation anyone has concerning you will perish. I said it will perish. God will not grant it. In the name of Jesus. I know that there are enemies of Christ that are expecting that the shutdown of churches will lead to backsliding of believers. Their expectations will perish. They are expecting that this is the beginning of the close of the church era. Their expectations will perish. Because the Bible prophesies we will be here until rapture. So anybody that church is a pain on their neck, the pain continues until they are strangled. Every negative expectation will perish. Number two, why they had that expectation on this number five or six is because that's how it used to happen. I prophesy to you, it will not happen to you because it happened to others. The fact that it has happened to somebody before doesn't mean it will happen to you. The person may not have the God you have inside you. 
can I, I, I don't know if I talk to anybody. I don't know if I talk to anybody. And then the last thing I want to note. Testimonies that made them change their mind about Paul. They said he was a murderer. Now they say he's a god. They thought he would be a victim. Now they celebrate him as a victor. In this season, may the God of heaven wrath things in your life that will change your name for good. May he wrought things in your life that will change people's perspective about you for good. May he wrought things all over the world that will make them see that Jesus is Lord in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's round up as we talk about shaking up the beast. We're going to demonstrate that practically, but I want to show you just a few things. Spiritually and scripturally, and by, by in today's message context, what does it mean to shake off the beast? Number one, it means to get rid of every poisonous thing in your body. And that's the one the Holy Spirit is going to do right here this morning. Every destructive thing in your body, high BP will disappear. High blood sugar will vanish. Arthritis will go away. Holes in the heart will be sealed up. Unhealthy bacteria in the body will be flushed out. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Viruses will go. Including HIV viruses. Because it's a day of healing. Number two, it means to eliminate or remove every poisonous things in your mentality. Every mentally poisonous thoughts in your soul or in your mind. Examples of such poisonous thoughts in the soul. Let me say this way. There are viruses that are more dangerous than Corona. The Bible calls them the enemies of your soul. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, I will show you who you should fear. That you should not fear him that can kill the flesh. And after killing the flesh, there is not more it can do. But this is who to fear. The one that can kill kill the flesh and then destroy the soul in hell he was talking about fear God so any virus the highest corona can do for those it could be permitted to come near and I pray it doesn't do that to them but the highest it can do is kill their flesh it can't kill their soul it can't send, corona cannot send a believer to hell are you with me and physical death is not, is not the worst thing in life. As a pastor, I've seen this. I've seen people that are alive and they are praying for death. They are begging for death. 
I'm not even talking about just people who are sick and feel they can't recover. I've seen people in situations, they are not sick, they are not poor. But certain situation arises around their lives and they wish they were dead. What do you think causes suicide? Suicide is born out of a belief that death is better than what the person is going through. Are you with me? So death is not the worst thing. That's why Jesus said, fear the one that can not only stop at killing the body, but destroying the soul in hell. So any virus that can destroy the soul in hell is worse than corona. Let me just show you one or two when we talk about poisonous viruses in the soul. Number one is ignorance of God's honor. Ignorance of God's honor. Psalm 49 verse 20. Quickly please. Psalm 49 verse 20. Give me Psalm 49 verse 20 and be fast. We don't have the time. Okay. I guess I should read for myself. Okay. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. Hello? Please, can you check this? Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. The Bible says when you are in honor and you don't understand that you are in honor, it's the same thing as the operation of a, a destructive beast. Now, anybody, if, if, Dickin, if you become the governor of River State tomorrow, you know you are in honor. Nobody needs to tell you that. Can you imagine becoming the governor of River State and then you come to church and I say, the Lord said I should tell you that you are in honor. <laughs> it makes no sense. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you lay your hand on eight billion dollars that is your own tomorrow, do I need to tell you that you are in honor? You already know. Ah, brother, do you know God just put you in honor with this money? Your response will not be, ah, are you serious? It will be a pastor, I know. You know you're there already. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when he's talking about the man that is in honor and understandeth not that is in honor, it's like beasts that perish. He's not talking about physical honor. Because anybody in physical honor knows they are in physical honor. In fact, in physical honor, some people even assume they are ready there before they get there. It must be some kind of honor that human beings do not see necessarily as honor. And those can be nothing else than spiritual honor. For example, Jesus looks at a certain John the Baptist who has no house, lives in the bush, no good clothes, he was wearing camel skin, no good food, he was eating locusts and wild honey and no good education but because he was to introduce Christ that will bring eternal life to humanity Jesus said among all born of women nobody has been greater than this guy nobody again Jesus said to them when they went to see Jesus and 
John's disciples asked him question, are you him to come? Do we expect another? And after the, Jesus answered them, they left. And his people started asking him concerning John. He said, what went you to see in the wilderness? A man, a reed shaken by the wind. A man clothed in soft raiment. Say, those ones are in the palace. But if you went to see a prophet, what you saw there is more than a prophet. How can you believe that John who never opened one blind eyes, John who never raised one dead person, John who never healed anybody is greater than Elijah? Is greater than Elisha whose dead bone raised the dead? And Jesus said, John is above all of them. So we must begin to understand what God calls honor. Because that is one of the things some people don't understand that makes them, when they are prosperous on earth, they are not committed to spiritual things. Because they misunderstand earthly prosperity to be all of honor. A Christian brother who used to be do something dubious for money. He told me, he said, Pastor, we didn't know now that what we used to say that time is, if you ju just make the money, when you go to church and drop one million, they will give you seat. When you go to church, drop one million, Pastor, go they pray for you, no consequence. I said, no, there are consequences. Pastor can be bribed, God cannot be bribed. The Bible tells you, if you're not faithful with unrighteous mammon, which is money, who will commit to your trust through riches. It shows you there's something above that. I have seen, for example, in church, they, they tell people, we want you to take this position and do this for God. They say, no, 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 not me. And I look at them and I marvel. Because a man by the name David, who understands the implication of honor, as king of Israel, and Israel was then what America is today, he said in my position, it's still better for me to be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to reign in the tabernacles of the wicked. In other words, a privilege to give God service, I treasure it more than my throne. So we must shake off those mentalities that doesn't let us see what God calls real honor. Because a man that is in honor and knoweth it not is like a beast that perishes. It is called carnality. It is the mindset that puts physical things above spiritual things. It's a beast that will send people to hell. Let me, let me nail it with this final scripture, this point. The Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace, correct? But to be, to be, but the carnal mind is enmity with God. It was the same reason God hated Esau. You think Jacob is a 419 Esau is a clean guy. God says, I hate Esau. I love Jacob. Even with his 419, I love him. God, how can you love a 419 He's doing 419 because he does not know how I plan to work out the greatness I promised him. But his motive was to become what I said. He sees the spiritual. He treasures spiritual gifts more than earthly things. He was willing to, to, he was willing to give up his food, his, his porridge, to get, which is carnal, to get birthright, which is spiritual.
God said, for that I love Jacob. His 419 will work it out later. But I love his heart. And Israel hate. He appears clean on the outward. He appears morally upright and sound. But he has no regard for the things of the spirit. Another thing that constitutes a beast in the soul is ignorance. Especially spiritual ignorance. And ignorance of relevant knowledge. When you lack knowledge you're supposed to have. Proverbs 19. Quickly please. Verse 1. Proverbs 19. Read verses 1 and 2. Glory to God. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity. Did you hear that? Than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Everybody read verse 2 with me. Also that a soul be without knowledge. It is not good. And he that hasteth with his feet sinneth. That a soul be without knowledge. It is not good. Because knowledge is power. You know there are people who won't come to church today because they heard what they don't know. They heard that government say ban church, but they didn't care to know if it is true. So, number one, spiritual knowledge. The knowledge of God. Number two, knowledge that is relevant in your field of life. You endeavor to know as much as there is to know in your area. Don't be a mediocre. Don't be mentally lazy. You endeavor to know as much as there is to know that is profitable to you. You endeavor to know how to keep your health. Don't just say, ah, if I go die, I go die. Uh -uh. What do I do to live longer? What do I do to stay healthy? Don't eat that. Stop eating it. And amazingly, we live in an era knowledge is so easy to assess now. Psalm 73, verse 22. Psalm 73, verse 22. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Foolishness and ignorance doesn't just make somebody have a beast. It makes him be like a beast. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Shake off ignorance. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Seek to know what you should know. The last thing we want to say is shake off a beast, sorry, also are spiritual poisons. Things that are poisonous for your spirit man. Number one among them is devourers. Time will fail me to read all scriptures. Psalm 80 verses 13 and 14. Devourers that bring downwardness in life. Devourers that bring retrogression. Devourers that bring backwardness. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Do you understand what I'm talking about? 
devourers that manifest those things, they stain the spirit of a man. Look, let me read Ecclesiastes 3.21. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward? Everybody say the spirit of man goeth upward. And the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth. The spirit of man goes upward. The spirit of beasts go downward. Why are they, why is devourer a spiritual beast? Because it's a spiritual belief that exposes one to the destructive powers of the enemy. God says, pay your tithe. You say, why should I? It's a belief system. Every belief impacts on the spirit. God say, honor me with your offerings. You say, thank God there's no church. Let me see how they will collect offerings. If you are wise, even when there is no church, stay where you are and send your offering. Because your offering keeps your altar on fire. And when your altar is burning, the altars of hell cannot catch up with you. The fact that there's no church service and there's no offering does not mean that those who are sacrificing to destroy you in the witchcraft coven will not do their own at night. Government cannot ban witchcraft gathering. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, God forbid, assuming we even get to that point, you must know certain things you must do to stay connected to the God of your altar. So that you keep the powers of hell under your feet where they belong. And one of such things are your sacrifices. <laughs> Why do you think in the, in, when the Antichrist come up, one of the things he's going to try to take away from the Jews is the daily sacrifice? Because anything that removes your sacrifice quenches the fire on your altar. And once there's no fire on your altar, strange altars can subdue you. You are blessed because you are a member and somebody has to preach to you and talk to you about tithes and offerings. Nobody preaches to me. But I send my offerings, I send my tithes every week. Why? Because I know the power it makes available for me. Hello? The second kind of spiritual beasts or venoms or venomous beasts in the spirit of a man are evil men. Evil people. Too many scriptures. First Corinthians 15. If you read 32 and 33, Paul was saying that, that the, the Christians, one of, the, one of them said they are always evil-bellied and they are beasts. They have evil in their belly and they are beasts. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 22 that wicked men the assembly of wicked men is the gathering of dogs at this time shake off evil men can i hear a louder amen, amen. write down first corinthians 15 33 32 and 33 read it at home it's with specification to evil men that oppose the gospel Evil characters and rebellious people in church. Hello? Let's read 2 Peter chapter 2. Because evil men are always the tool of Satan. 
If they hang around you, if Satan can't get you directly, he can use them. Second Peter chapter 2, are you there with me? I will read from verse 9 to verse 12, if you can read with me. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. May God deliver you from every temptation. And to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But, listen carefully, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. You see them, their mouth can never shut up about leaders. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts. These as what? Who is he talking about? Those who speak evil of dignities? Who is he talking about? Those that are presumptuous and self-willed. I do my things the way I like. Nobody tells me what to do. I didn't come to serve anybody. I came to serve my God. That's what they hide under. Who is he talking about? Those that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness. Those that despise leadership and authorities and hierarchy. He said they are natural brute beasts. Say to yourself, I will shake them off. The next thing that constitutes spiritual beasts are sinful habits. Titus chapter 1. You know, I asked myself a question one of the days. I said, what if this corona thing was rapture? How many of us are ready? One of, the, one of themselves, okay, this is the scripture I was quoting before, sorry. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in faith. Sinful habits are beasts. They are more destructive than Corona. The last but not the least, the ways and the spirit of the Antichrist. Revelation chapter 14, verse 9 to 12. Revelation 14, 9 to 12. Why am I showing you what beasts are so you know the things to shake off? Say amen. amen. Revelation 14, 9 to 12. And the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. And they had no rest day nor night. Who worship the beast and his image and whosoever received the mark of, the, of his name. Let me comfort us with verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. What is the implication that every time the commandment of man 
tries to conflict with the commandment of God, you keep the commandment of God and you leave the commandment of man. Because that is the way of the beast. The way of the beast, the spirit of the beast is obey man and get advantage. Don't obey God so you don't lose. Stand on your feet, everybody. Amen. Prof, can you come, please? Hallelujah to Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Everything in and around my life that is beastly or beast-like today, I shake them off in the name of Jesus. Father, we call for your holy fire against coronavirus anywhere it is existing in Port Harcourt City in River State in Nigeria in Africa in any part of the world we ask that your fire will consume coronavirus every virus threatening the health and lives of human beings leaders or peasants we command fire from heaven to destroy those viruses flush them out of existence and let health from heaven touch the earth and let humanity be safe and be sound father we pray that everyone that is sick of this virus stretch forth your hands heal them restore their health restore their bodies restore their lives father we pray that you give governments wisdom knowledge understanding and speed to do the right things that is on their path to do for this virus to vanish out of existence in the mighty name of jesus Thank you, Father. Lift your hands to the Lord. Say, Heavenly Father, every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, every ailment in my body, in the body of any member of my family, present or absent, today I call the healing power of Jesus as it is written, himself took our infirmities, bare our sickness on his own body, and with his stripes, we have been healed. Today, Father, we declare healing in our bodies, whatever the infirmity may be, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you have your oil? Take it up in your hand. Unfortunately, today we cannot share oil. Because, oh, what are we going to do about those who didn't hear? We cannot share oil because of those, because of the regulation to maintain social distance. Amen. So if you don't have oil, put your hand on your head. 
No, I can't do that. There's really no much time. Your hand is not up to the meters of social distance. Lift your hands and if you don't have oil, put your hands on your head. God can heal without oil. If you have oil, anoint yourself. Are you ready? Are you ready? Say with me, Heavenly Father. You commanded in your word. As many as are sick. Anoint with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Today, I receive the prayer of faith. I receive the anointing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I am healed. By this anointing, I am sealed and protected against every infectious disease, against coronaviruses. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I declare in agreement with your people. Everyone goes home healed. Everyone goes home preserved. Protected. Covered. Defended. No infections will happen in your life. You will become an agent of healing. Wherever you enter, coronavirus will pack and disappear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout it louder, amen. Shout it louder, amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. In every day with Jesus Christ at Lord of Hosts, lives are transformed in every way. Sorrow is turned into laughter. The saints are renewed every day. The sick are healed. The captives are set free. The troubled and the afflicted become triumphant and testifies. At Lord of Hosts International Churches, Eliopramwa Road, off Wimpy Junction, by 4, Rumebri Comport Harcourt, we preach holiness without compromise. Through the inspiring, prophetic and expository teachings of Pastor Henry, bringing you in close understanding to appreciate life in Christ Jesus.